Hello and welcome to our Bertie and Paul podcast. Uh, I, I am going to try and be as upbeat as I possibly humanly can today. Uh, and uh, I'm gratefully joined by Mikey Dahl, who's sporting a, a beautiful hairdo. And, uh, and young Stephen, who's there wearing his open, 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 open neck shirt. Yeah, good Wonderful. evening. I'm op- op- open for business this evening. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I I am going to try and be as positive as possible tonight because, uh, yeah, there's lots of people listening to us and it's that, that sort of part of the podcast is going well. Last week, just, we were just too busy. This weekend, we had uh, uh, Celtic versus Rangers. So, and then we've got different news, we've got different sort of Man City news coming in there and we've all sorts of stuff then. We've had, obviously, we've had... Uh, uh, the, the dignified response to win the league as well, which is which is always nice to see a family club have such a dignified response. And also uh, now we have basically made Stevie G probably one of the top European coaches, uh, one of the world's greatest club. But apart from that, everything's going swimmingly well. So, Michael, <laughs> you take it up then. Go for it. What do you want to talk about? Uh, no, I just wanted to say, obviously... Happy Fergal Sharky Day. Um, <laughs> the big exclusive news on the pier from Paul McColgan. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's great. It's great to have him in at Celtic. And um, well, actually, as we as we speak, it's still not being announced. But uh, we'll we'll let that slide, Paul. Um, no, what do I want to talk about? I'll I'll be upbeat as well. Um, I watched what I watched of the game yesterday. I thought there's actually a bit for a new coach there's a decent a decent amount for a new coach to work with is probably was my overriding thoughts I mean it felt like a a testimonial at times but you know I thought there was enough there that a decent coach but you know I still think that a decent coach will will, will make a big difference to Celtic I think and hopefully turn your um, pessimism into optimism or supercharge your optimism whatever whatever way you yeah, want to look at it yeah I mean look I, I suppose it's lockdown fever nothing's happening in Ireland we're not getting any yeah we're not getting any jags or nothing everybody else is getting them and at the weekend I was just like okay sit down with Josh and watch Celtic Rangers game and I just yeah I just I was I was plateauing but then I think I went out to do the garden yesterday and just went, oh, oh, it's just it's just really really annoying me. I I, I, I don't know. I'm not really like this actually. I've never really been that way. I'm I'm really happy that Celtic are moving on. I I really like that Man City link. I think that's a really strong his pedigree. This guy, it's a football director, seems to be what I am looking for. And to be honest, I, I I'd take Roy Keane just now. I'm not that. I just like is to move on and get. And to do something, I know, I know, I know, but mm-hmm. but the, the point would be that it's just this nonsense. Like, I mean, I feel sorry for Bertie living in Scotland to deal with the press mm-hmm. coverage. But honest, I just maybe yesterday just got to me, and then I started blowing up because I mean, obviously Neil Lennon's still a legend, so that's the most important thing in this whole debacle. That Neil Lennon's still in, and he can work for Radio Five Live and have a great life. Meanwhile, we're all sitting watching. I don't know what, what yesterday was. Betty said we played better. Holy goalie thought we played better. 
I think you thought we played better. I just was looking at it and I'm like, we, no, this isn't fair. Like, Rangers are absolutely rubbish. And we're, we've let them bounce on. Oh, listen, I'm going, I'm starting, I've just, I went, I went right down the hill straight away, Stephen. I haven't even started. I just, just, just coming on a point, because I actually had a, had a discussion uh, this evening with uh, Bertie. And interesting to hear, why, why do you think Roy Keane, just out of interest, would be a good appointment? I, 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 I think, I, don't, I, I, I turned a corner on him. I, I don't know about reading about him when I I listen. I do. I listen to tons of stuff about Roy Keane because he he's obviously comes over in Ireland. He'd, he did a really good news talk interview with uh, Neville, and I, I think he's really. I still think the ambitions there, and I think the CV now's over the years. He's got he's got a CV that stands up, and if if it's got to be him, then so be it. I, I think he would he would get after watching what happened at the weekend. I just can't. Somebody of that t- type of manager, maybe with a good assistant manager, might give people a, a, a good a, and that sort of football director might be that spark to get some sort of passion back in the club mm-hmm. because it was not there at the weekend. And I don't care if Celtic's performance was better or we get more corner kicks or we kept possession better. We are so off the pace football wise in terms of just going for the juggler. It we're just so well for me. We are, Mikey. Maybe. You can, you can no, take me apart. I mean, I, I, you've made a few points there. I, I mean, Roy Keane, I, I don't know, like, what is a, does, does, a, does everyone we hire for the manager need to be Irish or have a link to the island of Ireland? I mean, we just need, I think we need to cut that cord a wee bit, but anyway, but going beyond that superficial um, part of it, I, I just think he is... That style of management, Paul, it was even even that stuff like we were reading in the Sunday Times yesterday, one of the players saying about Mourinho, you know, he's kind of like giving the players um, dogs, not dogs abuse, but, you know, like the verbal volleys and that sort of style of management. I think it's like, I don't think that's the way forward and that Roy Keane is going to be the complete embodiment of that style of management. You know, he's, he's going to get a rock, you're going to get a rocket if you don't play well. And I just, how does that gel with this whole director of football? And he'll be, do you know what I mean? Like he'll be picking players and giving you players to work with, and and sort of like improve them technically, etc. I mean, Roy Keane's not not going to do that. Roy Keane's going to come in and be like, "Oh, get me loads of loan players from the Premiership and get me some Championship players, and I'll, you know what I mean? I'll kind of, I'll make them run through brick walls for me." And I don't know. I just, I don't see that as the answer personally. But, um, but, but then, okay, so, and I, I'm totally agreement with you, but I'm not because the fact is, the Dermot Desmond makes the decisions. If he goes to Roy Keane, then Roy Keane's going to give his, his all, isn't he? And he, he, he really does want to be a, a top manager. He's said it on numerous occasions. So, at my personal relationship with Glasgow Celtic, I want somebody to come in there. I mean, right. I'm just maybe I'm just too, too emotional. For Lee McCulloch, there's a massive sense of satisfaction. A boyhood Rangers fans who decide to put to stay put and lead the team when they plunged into the third division. 
he can see he played his part in getting them back to where they are today. He had this. He he has his title celebrations in mind for some time. It's a glass of wine all round. He smiles. I am extremely proud to go down in history as a captain as we came through the leagues. I mean, I mean, I can't even. I mean, we need to we need to sort this out pronto. And if it's Roy Keane, let's just go and sort it out. Like it's, that's it's, the need. That's the knee jerk though. That I don't think we should go down because I think that's where we came a cropper this year. These last couple of years, oh, just let's just keep learning because you know he'll he'll get us the ten and you know let's just think one season ahead. I mean, I think yeah, right. I okay, so the the guy Jesse Marsh, you know Jesse paints a picture about how it's going to be. Um, <laughs> You, you should you should know better. Your I dreams are like, never I mean, free, Mike. Okay, right. That is why, in terms of league titles, Rangers are the most successful club in the world. Listen, no, you wouldn't. That doesn't go fast, great, and all that. But come on, let's just let's get this sorted out. Maybe well, Keane's a guy. See when sort I read stuff out. like that. What? Well, see when I read stuff like that, I just go and I look up Company's House and I see Rangers FC 2012. They can kid themselves on all they want about their 55 titles. I know, you know, we all know it's complete nonsense. So that that stuff doesn't wind me up anymore. I just oh, want, I want the best for for Celtic. I want, you know, I want us to be not thinking about one season ahead, Roy Keane. Uh, you know, fireworks for twelve months. I want us to be going right, which obviously the sounds <clears throat> at the moment are that that is what we're thinking of doing. You know, get a director of football in, get a coach in that's just going to build us nicely, uh, and then put us in a much better position going forward. You know, sp- spending a lot of money on Roy Keane. Yeah, I don't. It's not. It's. I don't. I just. I think it would be a wrong. A wrong move at this. At this so, juncture. So why did Keane turn this down then? Was it how many years ago? Oh, is it a bit so like because Owen Coyle turned us down and look what happened to to him. But why did Keane? So when was Keane actually it? offered the job then? Because he wrote about Ronnie it. Dyla. Is it Ronnie Dyla? Right. I don't care. Um, like, like, it, but it looks like it's going to happen. So you've got to take. I've I've listened to all these interviews. I mean, I sat one night, I think Rachel had a, a wine night or something like that, like lockdown wine night, and I was up in my room myself, like a, my 16-year-old self, and I sat and listened to like 10 interviews of Roy Keane, just one night, just, just for a laugh. And he genuinely seems to want to achieve as a football, a coach as what he did as a football player. And I, I think... If the hunger and desires there, plus the experience he's had with Martin O'Neill, I mean, he's not he's not what I want. I mean, it's all it's all record exactly what I want. I know what I want in terms. But then, the Lightsburg and the Salzburg guys are are coming up cropper when they get to its top top level of the Champions League as well. They're getting, and maybe maybe this is just the moment where we have that type of guy. And maybe it will work. Because I can't, I can't stick this. I mean, even, even that what was it fist pump at the end of the game. Stevie G and John K. I'm like, oh man, I just, I can't stand this now. This is ridiculous. What's happened to Celtic? Absolutely ridiculous. We are powder puff. Rangers, the Rangers played a European game, 
at the week it's, it's Thursday night didn't they and they turned up yesterday and didn't break a sweat against us I mean Goldstone looks like a 50 million pound player we have totally messed this up and it keeps it all next season but we're still playing this season I expected Celtic to take two or three off Rangers yesterday like I really expected Kennedy to turn up and play a proper team and they just didn't do it they're just not interested they're all pally wallies no, I agree with you I agree with you I mean John Kennedy is uh, he's a Brendan Rodgers tribute act um, you know he, he talks like Brendan you know, like I've said before maybe said it last time they're all really good at telling us what's wrong you know you don't tell us what the solutions are like we can't defend we can't defend a set piece we'd be apparently according to John Kennedy Kendall they've been working on that you know a lot oh, and then he's like oh I'm so bored of working on it but that's what he said and that's what Packy picked him up on the, on the, on the, the radio Kennedy said but I don't want to dwell on it right yeah and then Packy's like that you have to dwell on it because we're losing leaking goals from set plays all the time. So it's a point that you need to dwell on that. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. what are you going to dwell on then? If your key mistake happens all the time, you know, that goal, I mean, I don't know, Scott Brown was Markham's at Barkas. I mean, I, sorry, I confess, I was in Kew Gardens on Sunday, a lovely oh. day. I really enjoyed it. It was beautiful. Cherry blossoms, daffodils, I wandered lonely as a cloud. <laughs> so I watched the extended highlights. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry to say that in sports scene, which were I thought were fantastic. I thought it actually showed us in a great light. But that goal was bizarre. Like, was it your man Kenny, your Everton Premiership guy? Fifty grand a week. What is he doing? And then Brown's marking the tallest guy, and. It's just it's just really strange defending because usually remember when like we had Strachan and we lost a goal we'd always be like that well it's zonal and then Strachan would say something really confusing that no one understood but basically they'd made an arse and they'd lost a goal but you could see the zones right so you could see who was marking the zones and you know and it, it really annoyed you a wee bit because deep down everyone just wants to man mark or you know but in that Get goal tight. I get tight when that first ball, when the second ball, when the third ball, we just win lots of balls. So at that point in that corner, I don't know what we're actually doing. Like I don't know, and and and, and can I also say, like, see, Scott Brown did all right in the sports scene extended highlights. Is he a leader? I, I he might have been maybe years ago, but now I just don't see leadership qualities I mean there are different qualities that make a leader right Scott Brown's were probably um, you know the bustling through high energy tempo and the drive that's all gone now it's diminished so you're looking for him to have a little bit of a, a bit of savvy to actually coordinate organise a team and, 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 and dig one of the points again that Packy picked up on when I was listening to it in Kew Gardens in the radio um, he said that Scott Brown said it was a penalty right but Pat Bonner didn't see Scott Brown going to the referee and remonstrating to say it was a penalty or be up in arms he's just like yeah whatever and then he did a bit of an interview after the game saying it was a definite penalty so I don't know if Scott Brown is now he might have been before a leader and I, Sorry, just to just conclude this point, I, I see in my Twitter feed regularly pictures of Danny McGrain 
when he went to Aki's and played, I think it was eight games at Aki's, right? Breaks your heart. You know, Danny McGrain was a Celtic legend, more so than Neil Lennon, and in my opinion, more so than Scott Brown. And we just we just farmed them in Aki's, right? So we need to do the same with Scott Brown. None of this stuff that, oh, if he wants to, he can have another season just because he's great to have around Lennox Town and he, he wears his yeah, top. You know, he doesn't wear any clothing during winter. no. He's got to go. He's got to get the Danny McGrain treatment, the Roy Aiken treatment. That's what Celtic are like. I, I mean, isn't he supposed to be getting up to... <laughs> That's what Celtic are like. You didn't see that. You didn't see the camera there. As I, as Stephen said, That's what Celtic are like, then rolled off. <laughs> Down his hallway. Then rolled back in. Aren't there some very strong rumours that he's getting up to... Aberdeen, Aberdeen to, yeah. to manage alongside Stephen Glass, which of course will be a, a smashing appointment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Stuart McKinney's got to get a wee roll up there. No. <laughs> Go on, do it, do it. <laughs> No, I mean, yeah. Brown, if, if John Kennedy genuinely wanted to try and make a mark, as a Celtic boss, he wouldn't be playing Scott Brown, he'd have been playing Sorrow, he wouldn't have been playing Scott Bain in goals, he would have been playing the young lad Hazard. He, I, yeah, it's it's just, someone said it earlier, it's powder puff, he's a powder puff manager, he's, you know what I mean, he, um, I don't know, he's obviously swallowed every little line that Brendan gave him when he was here and you know, I'm just, I'm not interested in anything Kendall's got to say to be honest with you, I just... You know, if I want to listen to bollocks, I'll listen to Brendan Rodgers after a match. Don't to listen to him. Mm-hmm. Don't expect Celtic, as Graham Souness, don't expect Celtic to roll over and accept this as a norm. They'll respond this summer. I can't second guess their board, but if they went for Roy Keane, as reports suggested, oh, it would like the touch paper and he'd be great for Scottish game because people throughout football are far beyond. Scotland be talking about the rivalry between these two personalities and clash in charge. And then right at the end of his uh, article in the Sunday Times, this year Rangers have been relentless. They love that word, don't they? Relentless. They love that word. Relentless. Relentless and getting penalty kicks. That's still been relentless then, you know what I mean? This year they've been relentless. You have to throw in the way Celtic you have to throw in the way that Celtic have imploded. Do you, Graham? Do you really? That only so, good news because it means underlying problems are not going to be solved overnight. Like, Sunnis is basically just blowing smoke for like a paragraph or a paragraph. But realistically, the essential, the essential reading is that Celtic have let this happen. And the European oh, stuff, the European stuff's all giddy and it's all great and it's all fantastic. But ultimately, Celtic have let this happen. We could solve this in November time, so I don't have to read this rubbish. Know what I mean? Have to put up with this absolute nonsense. Stevie G's a great manager. You're like, okay, he's a he's a he's a good he's a good manager. Fine, but we should have somebody that's adequately able to deal with him and work out what he's doing against us tactically. When when was the last time we won a Celtic a Rangers game? Like when was the last time we won? We we're, we're the biggest club in Scotland. We've got money. Betfred Cup. I know, we didn't even win that. We won that game, but it was an absolute dr- drudgery, wasn't it? It was a pure... Oh. And we're sitting here, we're sitting here in a, a, a game that it, it, 
they, they're, they're, it's, it's just not meaningful enough for them to play and we should just be blowing them away. And McGregor's looking... I mean, I know the boys were talking about McGregor and I'm looking like a clown because I'm like... But I, I don't see... Like, I don't... McGregor's just... He, in the face of it, he's just disappeared off the planet. Oh, that was a good ball for that was a good ball for French Eddie, was it not? I know, but that was that was a bit more that was a bit more 20, like it. Twenty eight year old, twenty eight year old against Kamara and players like that. It has Stephen peaked. Davis as well. Steve Davis, Steve, Stephen Davis. Davis. I mean, he must be about forty odds. I mean, maybe he, we could keep should, Brown for another couple of years before we give him the Danny McGreen treatment. He should be just like give me the ball. I'm I'm off, I'm on this in my. Humble opinion. That's what. Yeah, McGregor, I think, is a fantastic player, but I think he needs to be doing more to boss the games. I thought Christie's ball in the sports scene extended highlights to Turnbull was was beautiful. I thought it was great, and we did create actually a lot of chances. It looked like. Um, Maybe I'm just got it wrong. Maybe I'm just. just I thought I'm we just... did. We we played not too bad, to be honest. Um, but again, I'm I'm looking at the extended highlights. I was going to say about Tom Rogic. Um, right, so he's going to four million pounds to Qatar, right, and then they, they must have done some sort of fitness test on him and realised he's got the body of an eighty-year-old um, geriatric, if I can say that on on, on air. And we then can we can we say that? So then, um, just check with the, with the Clyde One legal team. Um, so so then he's all, he's out the door. He's going to Qatar. Fantastic. We're going to get four million pounds. What? Why is he back in the team? Like, what is going on, like, with Tom Rogic? You know, I don't, I don't really. I mean, I don't know, Mike. If you like, I, I just, why are we playing him and bringing him on? I think he's a disgrace of a player. I don't think he should be anywhere near Celtic Park. To be honest with you, I, I mean, this just gives this whole impression of Celtic being a charity. Honestly, like we're. You know, yeah. Let's let's give Roy Keane another crack at the whip. Let's keep Neil Lennon. Let's keep Tom Rogic around. Like, no, we just need to be more ruthless. Get like out of the club. Yeah, you know, you haven't kicked a ball in what three years. But Celtic were always like ruthless. Like you would be like Jock Steen in the next minute. You're doing the Celtic pools. You're chatting the doors, you know. Oh, there's Jock Steen. Ah, he's just won the European Cup. Oh, do you want the pools? Ah, there you are, son. And you're like, well, hold on a minute. That's Celtic. That's the Celtic that I know. You know, the 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 Roy Aiken gets shipped out to Newcastle, and 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 we don't have any sentiment. But for some reason now, yeah. And it's maybe it's because of the money. I don't know, but it, Tom Rogers. Why are we bringing him on? We know that, sorry, the point I was trying to get to is, are we bringing him on because that's a, a, a decision by Dermot Desmond, who said, let's bring him on and hopefully he'll score, a, with his geriatric legs, he'll score a worldie and we can then make a montage. You know, Paul McCulgan's normally quite good. He did, I remember McCulgan did his Graham Soonis montage, <laughs> um, which was, was the beauty. He did a he did the Beauty and the Beast, didn't he? Um, which was, it was funny, but it seems that we're sort of a, trying to sell him on. There's just something not quite right. It doesn't add up um, with Tom Rogers coming on. In my view, I think he, you know that game where he ducked out headers and just doesn't look interested at all. Yeah, it all to me it all just points to there needs to be a massive clear out at Celtic. There's been. 
There are too many players, managers, coaching staff, board members that have just been there too long. You know, like Tom, yeah, Tom Rogic is like a, a sim- symptomatic of that. Like, he shouldn't be there. You're throwing him on thinking he's going to do what he did in the cup final of, of 2017 or, or whatever. Um, you know, it's not that that's gone, but the. But that's the that's the point about you need you need something new coming in because you need someone that isn't harping back to what you know what these players have done. Once we need to have someone that's assessing what these players are giving us now and what their capabilities are now, what their not what their capabilities were two or three years of years ago, and that means Scott Brown goes, Tom Rogic goes, and you, you know you take one look at Christie and go right, right, you're out, off you pop, see you later. And you know, you, but so and Kennedy's clearly not the man that's going to do that. You know, they all want him. You know, obviously Welsh wants Kendall to get the job. Kieran Tierney comes on in the papers saying, "Oh yeah, yeah, I really want John Kennedy to get the job." Look, John Kennedy's not getting the Celtic job, lads. Right? So just shut up. Uh, if you're Celtic fans, <clears throat> you don't want John Kennedy to be the Celtic manager. They all need to go. There needs to be a big clear out. And let's let's go on with it. Do you know what I mean? Let's not even let, don't wind me up by bringing Tom Rogic on. <laughs> Send them the guitar. Here's the, here's the point as well. The point is then with the man, this guy then coming in. Maybe then you will get your your Man City connection. You will get one of the coaches coming through. I mean the Roy Keane thing. Okay, like I'm I'm just getting emotional. Fine. But the point would be then, if you've got somebody with that sort of uh, CV and that sort of... that I mean, basically, 11 years at Man City, he's watched that empire being built. Uh, yeah. And for all for all, uh, for all, all they can buy the best youth players and they can buy everything, they, they've got massive structure behind the scenes there. And he's, he, he's been part of that. So this is a great move. Maybe then he sits down with Desmond and says, look, I'm here, but I'd, I'd like to bring in A, B and C. But then, like, like say, for instance, we bought somebody in Arteta, like, I mean, you're still going to have peaks and troughs as well with that sort of management style. And while I'm not, Steve, uh, we call it, uh, Stevie G's going to be here next year, but uh, I don't know, maybe McAllister takes over. I just... I just yeah, I, I, I'm really happy that that's happening, and I, I hopefully he'll go down your road, Mikey. But then we just have to but see. Then, you know, look, you know, Celtic are in obviously a bit of a, a bit of a position because you're going to have those fans that are just going to want this big Benitez type appointment to to just go and try and win the league next year. Um, and I don't know. I'm just getting a bit, you know, like I've kind of said on here before you know yeah it was great getting Brendan Rodgers and what we achieved was amazing but ultimately he was a duplicitous little so-and-so and he he left trying to take the whole club staff with him Um, and I don't want us to be in that position again I want us to have like a nice you know a solid infrastructure that we have at the club that someone like a director of football can give us so that yeah. you know we can we can pick our choose our coaches a wee bit you know do you know what I mean I just think we need to get away from these big name appointments because yeah, so they ain't th- working for us so there's something that's a bit of substance we're a progressive club that's what we exactly. want to be because it, when you asked the question to Malky McKay and he's like oh it's a good question Mikey a good question <laughs> 
<laughs> Where are you now, Malky? <laughs> so you said to Malky McKay about, you know, it'd be good that you're level Malky to have like a database of some of the different players. And it's even what Andy Murray said as well, like rankings and things like that. So people know where you are in the pecking order and stuff. It's very, it's very simple stuff, but people in football don't really seem to get it. Celtic should have a progressive backroom staff management team where we don't get to this point where we need these massive overhauls and the reason why we've gotten to this point is because no one's had the foresight or the you know any sort of a long term or medium even short term to medium term view on the club we want players that are maybe a couple that are 28 and above some that are a bit younger a mixture mixture so that they're not all leaving at the one time like we've got at the moment it's just a We've gotten into the really strange point that we should never have gotten to. You know, we we, we 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 put Lennon in place as a caretaker manager, essentially. Um, caretaker in the sense that you know he was in like, cleaning the showers or something, like that, and then maybe appoint them. But <laughs> so he's he's he was there, and it shouldn't. You know, it was too long a period. And it, it, there's not, nothing. We just stagnated and probably regressed. We need to now think. I think a bit more progressive and get that set up so that we're not stuck in this. Look at Ferguson. Ferguson, get rid of the guys. Paul Lins, Kinchelskis, sharp, out you go. You're all great and fantastic. No sentiment. See you later. You get the Danny McGrain, Aki's treatment, and then we, we build a new team. Celtic managers never seem to do that. We don't seem to... No one's got that. And, it, you know, I'd like us in the next appointment to build that. Yeah, but okay, but yeah, yeah, I think we all do. But maybe I, football doesn't work like that anymore. Maybe it's very short term. You get someone in, build, build a decent side. Someone else comes in, and then we just keep chopping and changing all the time. Maybe that was the reality. I was doing my grass, Mikey. I was just like, unless you get a, a job on the board, Mikey, we're not going to get what we want. You, you see what I mean? Like I'm like. Maybe there is just it's Roy Keane, it's box office, we see more or is Roy Keane box office? I'm not I don't know, is he? Stevie G, I mean Stevie, I just <laughs> the Stevie G box office things, Brendan Rogers. Will the fans come and watch Roy Keane? Maybe they will, maybe I, I don't Is he a box office now? Because he does funny things in Sky, I'm not sure. Do we can't, I don't know, can't like, he's he's bo- he's box office for Sky. Right, and you know, obviously the beat, the beast writing that in, in the Sunday Times and stuff. They'll they'll lap all that up. Or oh, Keane versus Gerrard, and oh, mm-hmm. it's the old firm. And you know, for me, like I'm not, you know, I'd much rather we we got someone in that would, you, you know, that wasn't thinking about the headlines off the pitch and you know what what Sky Sports are gonna, like how Sky Sports are gonna build up the four old firm games. I'd much rather have a bit more substance and. It is that building to, you know, start being better in the Europa League, start getting into the Champions League. You know, the aim having to be winning the league, you know, two out of every three years, whatever. I, I just, I, yeah, I, I think you know, we are kind of turning a wee bit into the old co-rangers. You know, all right, let's just go and splurge loads of money on this, get Roy Keane in and more. It's like, no, we just need to be a bit cuter now. Where, where do you make your money as a business, right? Do you make your money from marketing? You know, get, get, if you get Roy Keenan, then Sky are going to do loads of stuff and, you know, you'll get a lot of money, perhaps, an income stream that way. Or 
do you get someone in that's a bit progressive that's going to develop some players and you know maybe sell them on and you get get big big transfer fees and all that sort of stuff I mean I don't know where you meet your maybe that's a question for the the board the Celtic board the specifically maybe the the women that works used to work for Dobie's garden centre I don't know um well, they have well. That's that's our aspiration, isn't it? That that we buy all of these. Pl- well, I think more the thing is that we, you know, we just basically throw jelly at a wall, or whatever the phrase is, and buy loads of like players from abroad, and then hope that we can punt them on for you know ten times what we bought them for. And it really is a hit or a miss. Some you know some of them work, most of them don't. But surely, if that's a business model, we should actually go about in a, a serious way about that, in a nice structured way, i.e., director of football and a coach that's going to develop the players, and and p- people are going to pay money for them because they see them playing well on a you know on a big stage in the Europa League or the Champions League or whatever. Surely, surely that's the the better way rather than you know. Well, yeah, what a great old firm game it ended up, you know, nine men, nine men, nine aside because they were all kicking lumps at each other. And, it, yeah. There's a thing, there's a really good thing in the basketball they're talking about, like they're all, because there's so many, like, big talents and different teams, they're all buddies. And because there's no crowds, it's it's kind of all kind of too buddyish. And maybe, maybe that is something that, I mean, I actually had a daydream. Had a daydream yesterday. I know I'm 43 years old, but I was like, see if I was sitting down like the third level down the bottom, I'd bat to Brown. Brown, you stop kicking those long range balls. I mean, and sort out your position. But me, and, and in my brain, I'm like, eh, if like ten people were shooting, maybe we wouldn't be doing those big glory passes, which do work and they don't work. But maybe there is that that edge when it comes to the end of the season where. The players have got no, I mean, they've got nobody on their backs shouting blow murder. Whereas if it was St. Patrick Day Massacre, we were there shouting, we wanted, we wanted them to be rolled over, we wanted, whereas, you know what I mean, like, it, there's nothing there, there's no push or demand, no, no. physical demand from an outside influence to say, well, look, lads, guys, you need to show us something. Like you've really got to show us something better than uh, what's been been seen so far this season, and maybe that's where I'm getting my, my anger from because I'm like, Oof. we just peter out, all these players disappear, and then the next guys take over, and it's sort of all dwindled and into nothing. I just, yeah, I just Paul, can't. He, I'm, I'm just, I'm just mad, narrow-minded at the moment. But, anyway. No, but see, Paul, see, see, even if your ambition is to just to go out and smash. Rangers next year, like, and they're they're a well-drilled side. Do you know what I mean? They're not they're not a brilliant side. I, I agree with you there, but you know they're they're a well, um, you know, they they know uh, they know what they're doing. They know what positions they're playing in. You, know, you need you know what you need is a coach and a team that are coached in a way that you know has ideas as to how and get round that. Ask them different questions, kind of. Un, you know what I mean? Ruffle their feathers. I, I don't know. I just think like coming in playing like high high tempo. You know, boy uh, keen. I just I, I, I don't even see it being that effective. I think well, one of the things that I mean, if I were Celtic manager, right? 
on the, the game, watching, even just watching the extended sports scene highlights, I thought Celtic should have played with three up top, right? And the reason why is because when you've got your guy, Party Patterson, is it Pat- Patterson? Party Patterson, the COVID guy, he was, he was, we were beating him all the time down our left hand side. It was, uh, was, right was it not? Was it Balligan? There's uh, one of them. Balligan. That maybe I couldn't really make it out in the extended highlights, but there was one one of the flanks was our left. I was on our left side. No, it was our left, but they they played Balligan, not they, Patterson. All right, he was getting. He was. We were beating them all the time, and you're like, right, okay, so maybe that's a good avenue to go down, you know, and just keep doing it. Like it's it's not that got complicated, and let's actually just have three up top. And, and, and be a bit different from this sort of a, you know, we're trying to do some sort of time and shape. And, and, and it's the, our, our thought, our thinking about this um, game, we've got the players and, and, it, and it, the, the, the shape is so, so poor this season. I don't want to get down the, the Berry rabbit hole, but we should have played with three up top, I thought, and really high pressed that defence because it was shaky. We could have got in behind them and, you know, been a wee bit more creative with our with our play. Now, things like that, I don't see that trait in Roy Keane. The other thing with Roy Keane is I don't see him having that know-how of players. Maybe he doesn't need that anymore. I just think he's got probably quite a narrow... Um, outlook in terms of the, the, the pool of players that we would be able to buy. I do think, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think Neil, Roy Keane's got a, a team that he might be successful with. It might be in this, the third division. I don't know if it's going to be at Celtic's level, but he may well, he's going to have that little bit of moment of, of magic, I think, with maybe it'll be Salford with the Man United guys, but I don't think it'll be with, with Celtic. But I just thought, that old firm, why did we not play three up top? You know, Nothing, nothing but it's not nothing to lose it's more their defence was all over the shop yeah, well I mean yeah we played one striker didn't we I don't that's, that's not Celtic I mean we shouldn't actually support a club when you think about it that plays one up top in Scotland I mean Paul McCoggan spoke I, I spoke to Paul McCoggan at great length about this we should be playing minimum of two but normally in Scotland we should be playing three up top yeah, yeah. I, I think you're right Stevie, Stevie I'm just going to keep talking about Stevie G I have confidence I can deliver here right and what he's done is he's been relentless and relentless as Mikey says he's put the same type of team out every week now as far as I'm concerned if you're half decent and have any sort of intelligence football intelligence be it Roy Keane be it I don't know anybody you should be able to put a team together then to play, after all the analysis, to play Rangers in a better in a better sort of methodical sense. I, I think yesterday, this passing in the back, moving the ball slowly, I think Rangers just set up. The minute the, the players get the ball, they flick back, they slow it down just that wee bit. And that slow it down allows Rangers to set themselves again and they're comfortable. I mean, I know, I know people don't want to hear this, but Rangers are comfortable. Against a nine million pound striker that we bought that we thought we were going to sell him for thirty million, they're comfortable. They know what's going on. And Kennedy yeah. showed nothing yesterday. And as as far as I'm concerned, if and Paul, we're stale. We're stale and predictable. That's the that's the other thing. You know, ever you know, just just saying that. Like, 
you know, everything we do is still like John Kennedy's tapping back to things we used to do under Brendan Rogers, which was, you know, I'll keep the ball. You know, when heard them, oh, he just honestly winds me up, John Kennedy. Oh, I was talking in his interview. Oh, you know, if you've got, you know, if you've got the ball, if you've got possession of the ball, you know, you're not having to work as hard. And I'm like, oh, shut up, just get lost. Do you feel like you, you feel like you need a shower when someone says yeah. something like that? You're like, and, I feel and really see, horrible. See, Brendan Rodgers, see the thing is, he obviously loves Brendan Rodgers, right? Well, see if Brendan Rodgers wasn't such a little snake and didn't leave for Leicester under the cover of darkness. Well, maybe he'd have got the job uh, in that, that summer if he'd left if if he'd left with a bit yeah. of class. Brendan Rodgers would like to come out and say about us with the huddle or the, the congratulatory clap on or whatever the hell you call it. Um, <laughs> we, should show, we should show a bit of class. You know what I mean? Brendan Rodgers telling us, Celtic, we should show a bit of class. We used to show a bit of class and see if you love John Kennedy so much. You should either take them or wait until the end of the season and let him take the job. I'm just, this John Kennedy loving can, can go away. And, and, and essentially, and relax. No, but essentially, it's, it's like, I know, I know we again disagree with this, but it's like Lambert. When Lambert started getting his, his job, he started mimicking Martin O'Neill. He was wearing these glasses and drinking water bottles. Yeah. I'm like, mm. I, I know me and Mikey <laughs> fought about this intensely for about three more years. But the, the fact is, you want to see something different. You want to see somebody's personality st- stamped on the team. And forever, you can say yeah. about Mourinho, you can say about... Uh, they call it Stevie G, or something, keep talking about him. Even poor Derek McInnes, he stamped, he stamped his his individual... I mean, Derek McInnes, for instance, he just bought thugs and carried on the wear and talked about... But he tried to do his own thing. I mean, Kennedy's talking about Brendan Rodgers. I mean... I'm really glad that we've got Mikey to get to Master of Level of Annoyance. It only took me 41 minutes. I thought you were going to be... Started out. <laughs> you start... calm and all that. <laughs> no, I was calm. But it's just... Uh, you you were winding me up as well with sending all those those Rogers articles and how great a coach he is and all that. I don't that's listen. That I don't care. There's a way to conduct yourself and he's a, he's a creep. He's a disgrace. No, but and I don't care. He could win the FA Cup, the Champions League, and the Europa League all at once, and I'd still, in my opinion, on that rap wouldn't change. So I wasn't. I wasn't go. trying. Did to you buy his book, Mikey? Or I did not buy his book. Yeah, I did not I buy his book as well. I got it twice. My goodness. You're, so anyway, like, disgrace. We'll, we'll, we'll look forward. To, I, I just yeah. I'm just uh, maybe it's just lockdown. Maybe I'm just. I've got the grass, Mikey. I put the grass down. No, no, I, I put the grass down. The grass is looking much better. I've got nice roses around the back, and the sun is beginning to shine in Ireland. It's in the sea. Did you see my video on the sea? Did you see me in the sea? It's lovely. Where, where, would, where would that? Is that was that at Dunleary? No, it was just beside Dunleary. It's beside it's uh, Kalini. So Kalini Hill. I'll take you next okay. time we go up to you. Go up to Kalini Hill and you look down. Oh, it's amazing. So I went down there myself. Just trying to me and Rachel have spent so much time together. I was like, I'm gonna get out of the house. And I was like, I'm gonna get in that sea. And I went in it. And I, I, I was like a little boy. I was crying. I kept going, it was nice. Did you were you, a bit squeaky. Chernum, what about Chernum, Mikey? Did you enjoy Chernum? That's a that's a that's a TV extravaganza now, isn't it? Yeah, okay, it's okay, it's good, but I I I think I made the mistake of not 
Basically, I li- all my tips and all the stuff I listen to is all from the English guys, and obviously, you need. So, anyway, I like Chillum. I'm sorry, Mikey. I mean, I did tell you. I did tell you what uh, horses. No, I, did. I, did listen, tell you I what, like it as well. I gave you a full disclosure of what I was. All the horses, Mikey. All you had to do is pick the horses that I gave you. No, you did. You've been okay. You know, I mean? you know <laughs> listen, Paul. You know what they say: when the fun stops, you stop, and I've stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I've still watched the I've stopped I've not the fun stops I've lost the house I've lost you never, you never started <laughs> you lost all your hair as well Mikey <laughs> anyway, exactly in the, la- the last stressful week and, and the last we'll just tie this up then the, the point would be uh, I gave Joshua the, the Mandalorian second season just there for his birthday Mandalorian second season then he opened the box and all that he's just delighted Sometimes wish I was a ten-year-old boy again, even though I was totally delighted myself. <laughs> I mean, you know what we're doing, Mikey? You know what we're doing, Stephen? With the Mandalorian up, and he, yeah. Josh had put his gun and his new like saber thing, and then I was putting I was putting the the torch from the phone, the iPhone, up in the ceiling, and you could just see Mandalorian. We're telling Sophie that she can leave the house now because we've got we've got a new a new kid in town. I mean, it's fantastic. Mandalorian's a great figure. Tell you, Mikey, you've got all that to look forward to. Find the V one figures, man. Mm-hmm. Should get them now. Get the figures now, because he'll, 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 he'll love you for it later on. I'll buy him some. Uh, yeah. Apart it's from true. the Celtic, I'm it's actually in a great. I'm trying. To, I'm off sugar today as well. I've been off sugar. You ever tried that, Stephen? Oh. Yeah, no, no. I'm... Off sugar today. It's 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 an absolute. It's a terrible world out there without sugar. I'll tell you. Oh man, I put it all the sugar away. What does that entail? Entails me this morning. Is that like everything? Everything, I. I'm trying to go off sugar. See, I'm off my jelly. I've lost the jellies for Lent, which I've done successfully. And then, obviously, the I eat jellies. well anyway. I just, I thought, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and take one more step. So I've done the step today, and honestly, life without sugar is just an absolute misery. <laughs> absolute misery, I'll tell you. <laughs> Oh, I actually can't. I just, I just can't. Ah, before this campaign, there was teams in the world football that never reached fifty-five domestic crowns. Now two could do it: Rangers, Linfield. I mean, <laughs> Neil Lennon's still a legend, but fuck, I'm just bitter. I'm just bitter. Anyway, so thanks. What did you, I was. I thought you were going to talk about your goalkeeping. Paul Kane, I thought you were going to talk about your Andy Rhodes when you were diving about in goals. Well, I just, I just, all the, all the adults going down in installments. I wasn't. It was actually quite well. I felt basically they, all the adults got together and all the kids uh, to let them all play football because social distance is pure su- sucks. Not I mean. So then, obviously, I brought my, I brought goalie gloves down, and then all the adults were talking about COVID and what other adults talk about mortgages and. Blah blah blah. I just sneaked up the back. We're in the goals for the boys and said, "Right lads, when you go play." And I just ran goals. And then suddenly I was I was back again. I was there. I was in. I was I was I was so good. <laughs> I was Gordon doing, Stewart, well, the, the goalkeeper. You can't have the guys. Jumpers for goalposts, isn't it? Isn't it? Mm. You've got to get the boys out. Red against the blue. See the thing is, right, you, you don't know about kids nowadays. Cause obviously, Josh has brought up in a certain way. Which is probably not the same way as other ch- children are, but like I was like, 
Because you've got to get them out of the box, man. You've got to push them out. So I was pushing the wee guys out of my box, going, no ugly eyes, boys in my box. <laughs> pushing them out. I was having a great time. I was knackered. After an hour and a half, Mikey, I was absolutely knackered. I, would, I tipped my hat off to Andy Rhodes. Because he's a busy keeper, man. Craig Gordon's never, <laughs> never done anything. You think, man, I, was, I had to go and get the ball every time. Kick it back out. Then the wee boys are brown. Ten years old, they're all brown football players. Then I had to do a bit of showing off, a bit of diving for the cameras. I loved it. It's absolutely mock <laughs> at the end of it. An hour and a half, I was dying. I suppose it's the question is who's your your favourite goalkeeper sort of out, outside of the old firm? Mm. Well, you know, let, like, let me finish, the, let me finish sorry, this quick. So, Mikey, Joshua is in a school today. See, Joshua, what were the boys saying? What were, the, what were the boys saying? Joshua said, I'm not telling you. I said, what were they saying, Joshua? What were they saying? He's like, I was saying, you're a, you're a fantastic keeper. I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> Still got it. <laughs> I was so happy. I had to sit down, get myself a cup of tea without sugar on it, and just sat there and looked at the window for a couple of minutes. <laughs> oh, it was the best day of my life. Just don't tell Rachel. I got you smiling, Mikey. Look at your big smiley face. I mean, I... <laughs> no, I liked it. I was good goalkeeping. I, basically, somebody taped me in goals. One of the mothers taped me in goals, and then obviously oh, I, wow. I sent her to. I sent her a few texts saying, "Can you send me the videos on G- G- GDP?" She sent it on to me, and obviously I, 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 I put a highlights package out there, and that was it. You know, just text and say, why are you doing a video of me playing in goals? Because I was shouting, like, I was inspirational, Just go, if I can answer my own question, <laughs> So I was like, I always thought Henry Smith could have been a lot better. I, I thought he was brilliant, but he just never really achieved the heights that he was capable of. He did, he um, did achieve the heights see, he was capable of. He do you think so? End the story. <laughs> I thought he was. I thought he was really, really good, Henry. But uh, I'm conflicted. No, I'm conflicted about holy goalies viewing Packy Bonner. Is he up or is he down? Is he left or right? Is Packy Bonner world class or holy goalie? One minute he's just. I don't know. He was. He he was long ball in enemy territory type of goalie, but. Paul McCulgan said Davis he loved a pass back <laughs> <laughs> the ball did like collect snow when he punted it up it I, loved, like, uh, I could watch Packy punt the ball <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely these goal kicks he used to just well it <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but that's, but that's like, like let's go back to my activities on Saturday there's a wee boy behind the goal right? and he was just annoying me like there's a lot of wee boys. Go and you play with a lot of wee boys. Maybe guys like, can I kick it out? I'm like, no. Then <laughs> he kicked it a couple of times. I'm like, look, Montgomery Burns beat it. You got to play with your other wee kids. Because <laughs> honestly, the only enjoyment I was getting in the football was obviously my miraculous saves and just booting that ball as high as I could. It's just, it's just such a good, such aesthetic. <laughs> But I'd love to know a bit more detail because McCulgan said that he was a relic of the pass-back era um, packing. They, they do say, there's people that do say that with the, with the pass-back rule changing, that just retired Packy Bonner. And Peter Shilton. 
He may have retired, but <laughs> he was about hundred. Your man, your man <laughs> kept going, didn't he? Your man Neville, Neville Southall. He kept Neville, going, Neville. didn't he? He just um, stayed in goals. Just stayed there. Didn't do any pass backs. Just, just you need see. to get you need to get Paul McCulgan on. I mean, I was just going to say John Martin. The scab was always an interesting yeah. goalkeeper, uh, but Andy Rhodes was was was. I mean, he was Hollywood saves, wasn't he? Not as good as Ian Westwater. <laughs> Where is he now? <laughs> remember, remember, and Johnson just had to say it was Alan Main, but like I think Alan Main was like three Alan Mains. He was like the first doll <laughs> of the sheep. It's just the same guy playing. You like. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get that nowadays, don't you, man? Like, I don't, anyway, I'm only going to start another rant. So we got Mikey Dow to we got Mikey Dow ranting today in the podcast. I'm delighted. I, I didn't see that coming. We got no, Stephen, I was very calm before I come on here. Then Stephen wheeling up and down, saying that's the type of club we are. That was that was. We, that was look, we are with Danny McGrain. Look at that picture of Aki's Jock Steen selling Celtic pools. We we're not. We don't do sentiment. And somehow, for the last couple of seasons, we have, but We've done some yeah. sentiment, but not. Uh, I appreciate it. We've had so many people listening to us. Uh, I was playing football with my brother-in-law, and he was like, "I listened to the podcast." Nice. I was, like, I, I was like, "All right, did you?" I was really nice. She was, me, <laughs> me and Mark six all against Sophie and Josh at the back football. She's not tell you, man. Couple of wee flicks in there, it. Scottish, Irish influence. Know what I mean? <laughs> Brown. Anyway, I appreciate everybody for listening. I'm sorry. I am like I'm just grumpy old Scotsman today, and I'm sorry that Mikey Dow showed emotion on the podcast. That won't be happening again. Passion. And uh, thanks yeah, with the passion for, coming up as well. Thanks yep. for taking the time to do it tonight because that was brilliant. And uh, mm-hmm. thanks everybody for listening, and hopefully. Maybe we'll get better. <laughs> the last one is Betty called me the other day there. Betty called me on Saturday. Uh, and uh, I was in, I was knackered. The wee one was seven years old. She's still in the bed for two hours, grinding her teeth. So I'm lying beside the seven-year-old and Betty called me about eight o'clock in the morning. Usually I'm up and about. I was just so tired. And then uh, Lydia said a moral phrase. She said, uh, Sonny's a stupid name for a dog. And Betty's like, I, I've called my dog Sonny. I was like, oh! oh. <laughs> I was like, Lydia, Lydia, mouth disease, Sonny. Lydia was wetting herself laughing. So uh, yeah, Betty's still here. He's still out and about, man. He's out walking his dog and enjoying life to the film. I mean, I don't know. He won't be too happy, Mikey, now you losing your composure on the podcast, Mikey. I, mean. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Mikey's got good toys. Yeah. Don't be, don't Happy Fergal Sharky Day, everyone. Fergal Sharky. Still time. It's a few hours left. Fergal Sharky songs, no? Anything? Wow, just the one that everyone else knows. Right, go on, Mikey. Yeah. A few bars. Yeah, great. Song. Not at all. Not it's at only all. one Fergal Sharky. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll all be singing that next year. Fergal Sharky. Too much, too much malarkey. <laughs> There's only one Fergal Sharky. He's like, appointed at half eleven. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been in tender hooks to see if he was appointed today. And he's uh, all been doing. I've been just checking Twitter all day. Like, he is. Logan says it. He's getting announced. Unveiled eleventh hour. Fergal Sharky. Sharky. And I thought you all said Fergal Sharky. I thought you were just taking the lead. Lead it in me. I just thought you were making it up. So I didn't even take it seriously. 
Also, also, I can't spell Virgo Sharky. And then, and then I can't say into Siri. I go Virgo Sharky, and it's like Siri's line. You want to, you want to, you want to. I mean, maybe go around Sharky. Stephen just did it there, but we'll let Bobby with it. I mean. <laughs> Uh, but on that note, uh, I will say goodbye to Stephen Dwight himself. And uh, thanks a lot, Mikey. Thanks, Stephen, for rhyming Sharky. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next week. Take care. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>